you're tucked in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Sue. Hi, guys. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm. I certainly hope this finds all of you healthy and happy. Hopefully you haven't OD'd on Halloween candy or you're too burnt out by the election that seems to go on and on and on. Seriously. Um, Right off the top, though, I want to say welcome home to Stan Lee. I was never a comic person, but I know he meant a lot to many of you. Um, What he accomplished, honestly, was phenomenal. And despite the fact that there was a Sue Storm that I didn't know of, at least he made her cool. Um, You're going to be missed here, bud, but uh, I'm sure you're very happy with all your friends and family on the other side. Now, a few quick hellos to some folks who have returned to the scene recently. I want to say hello to the delicious Dominaris, who is back after some R&R. And Slave James is back. Yay! Slave James is back on Twitter, and we are so glad because we missed you. Welcome back to both of you guys. Um, peeking over here. Hold on. I'm going to peek over here into the chat room, and I see Thomas is here, and Angela's here. Okay, I'm, I'm, we're doing romper room, right, with the little thing. And Kaya's here, and we have some wonderful guests. So, let's just see what we're doing. Listen, oh, by the way, if you guys hop into chat, if you're having trouble with the chat room, it's probably because you're using Chrome. Chrome no longer is working well with Flash. What it is is Adobe is slowly phasing out Flash. I believe it's by 2020. Flash will be no more. So any of you ladies, by the way, out there who have Flash on your sites, you're going to have to switch to HTML5 um, because it is going bye-bye. So hopefully these guys will update this system at some point. Um, You can use Firefox, Safari. I've even heard Explorer works, if that's what they still call it. Anywho, our topic du jour is humiliation. And I have a ton of info for you guys and some really good questions that got sent in and some comments sent in by listeners. But before we dive into degradation, I have some info to pass along in the form of announcements and birthdays and tour reports but not before we hear from these delectable dames. Perfection does exist, and my name is Mistress Kiara. I've been a professional dominatrix for over 12 years, so I know all of the right buttons to push to make you melt for me. I'm well known for my love of blackmail, hypnosis, and financial domination, but my other favorite fetishes include foot worship, impact play of any kind, specification and feminization, anal training, bondage, humiliation, including small penis humiliation, cock and ball torture, forced intoxication, chastity and key holding, tease and denial, and fetish wrestling and boxing. Serve me in person in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area, or on my website, mrskiarsdungeon.com, where I offer phone, cam, and instant messaging sessions, as well as over 100 clips for you to purchase. What are you waiting for? Who wouldn't want more time? Time to make more money or spend with your family? Well, Lisa Jones at Assistant Services is here to give you back that time. 
Assistance Services is a virtual assistance service capable of handling your email, research, travel reservations, personal appointments, and so much more. Why lose more of your precious time when Lisa Jones at Assistance Services can take the menial tasks off of your hands? To find out more about Lisa and Assistance Services, including rates, simply go to assistant-services.org or Lisa's Twitter at assistant underscore SVCS. Take back your time and get on with living with Lisa Jones and assistant-services.org. When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by big mandingo black cock. In the middle, you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed big black cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to big black cock so they can be bred and seeded, so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. (laughs) Oh, God, I love you, Naima. Oh, by the way, I'm letting you out of the bag. Um, Naima and her husband are listening wearing matching sock monkey pajamas. I still say Kanye shames you. That is all. Okay. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know I said a week or so ago that I may have tripped over a FinDom scam that I believe is actually Russian-based. And you're going to want to be careful dealing with these guys for obvious reasons. Um, when financial domination hit the mainstream media and everyone learned what it was and not only, you know, was there a huge influx of idiots not knowing what they're doing and getting into it, but now, now, unfortunately, it has attracted criminals. And when you look at this logically, Anytime something involves money, you know it's going to get fucked with. It's just a matter of time, and I think time's starting to be up. I started getting um, approached more than once, actually. This is why I was like, first time you raise an eyebrow, it starts happening more than once. You kind of go, okay, we might have a problem. Um, These guys were, some of them were coming at me in Twitter DMs, some of them through my website email. Um, they, these are guys that were saying that they were really super, super rich and wanted to play. They're super aggressive, um, and they, they really want your phone number is what I've been trying to It seems to be that they really want the old phone number. 
Um, okay, so for example, one of the guys who hit me up on Twitter DM, he was really, really quick to send photos. Okay, the photos of this guy are too perfect. They, when they send you photos, you can tell that they've pulled them from someone's Facebook profile. Because if this guy had this much money and, you know, was one of them, the guy's freaking leaning on a yacht. Are you freaking kidding me? You're that good looking. You have all this money and you want to do FinDom. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but not with that kind of frequency. It's, it's just weird. Anyways, um, I don't remember the guy's name on Twitter, honestly. I did not keep his profile name. I blocked him. Um, there was no one else in the shot of the guy on the yacht, which I thought was also interesting, like no one else in the photo. And he was super, super quick to dangle numbers, so keep that in mind. He was saying he had like $4 million in properties. Good for you. Then they start to beg for your phone number. So I had it happen enough that I thought it might be a thing. My guess would be money laundering. Um, they speak in broken English, too, by the text or the email. I even said to one of them, you're Russian, aren't you? Oh, no, I'm Greek, but I, I – check this out. I've, I've lived in USA since I was a child. <laughs> then you're a shining example of the school system, my friend, because uh, if you've been here since childhood, you should be speaking way better than that by now, especially through text and shit. Anyway, just keep an eye on the foreign dudes who are throwing money in pics of unrealistically good-looking men. One guy even sent me a pic of a child. That was really disturbing. Um, he said he was a single father. I'm like, dude, you don't do that. You don't send photos of your kid to someone you just met on social media five minutes ago. And then after that happened, I thought, well, I'm going to check with some doms. I checked with several, uh, several of the other doms, and I think it what, what did I have about out of five, two had been approached in a similar way. So do I think it's a big thing? Probably not. But just keep an eye out for it. It's probably a Christmas scam. Happy holidays. God. So I can't confirm that they're scamming without getting a burner phone and playing the game, and I'm just not going to be bothered. So just use your head. With FinDom, as with anything else, if it sounds too good to be true, trust me, it is. So I think what we're going to do is very quickly move along to birthdays. It's time for a happy birthday. Okay, and we only have two birthdays tonight, starting with the delicious Evelyn Milano whose birthday is on December the 8th, followed by the lovely Lady Portia, who will be celebrating her birthday on December the 15th. Now, if you wish to send gifts to either of these ladies, head to InBedWithDrSue.com. Click on December Birthdays, where you'll find links to their Twitter accounts, as well as ways you can make their birthdays brighter. To have your birthday featured on the show, head to the InBed website. You can also have it, sorry, you can have it featured on the show, on the website, on Twitter, and soon it's going to also be in the newsletter. Um, just head to In Bed with Dr. Sue, click on contact, and you'll see birthday sign up. So easy. So happy birthday to Evelyn and Portia, and happy birthday to anyone who has a birthday coming up. So that's the end of birthdays. We're going to move on now to our tour report. Again, quiet tonight. 
I think everybody's been too wrapped up in everything that's going on. Um, but I do have one lovely lady to tell you about. The stunningly beautiful Malaysia. You know her on Twitter as at Laysia, L-A-Y-S-I-A-C-M-T. And she is blessing all you fine folks in Milwaukee with her talented fingers, November 15th to the 20th. That's right. Malaysia is a certified massage therapist whose massages are world-renowned. And she's coming to Milwaukee, so don't miss your chance to melt with Malaysia. And you can book your massage by heading to goddessmalaysia.vip. Tell her the good doctor sent you to get your prescription filled. Remember, it's goddessmalaysia, M-A-L-A-Y-S-I-A, dot V-I-P. And if you're going to be hitting up the AVNs or any other conferences or you're traveling doing sessions, be sure to hit up InBedWithDrSue.com. Again, click on Contact, and this time click on Tour Report, and you can just send them in. The next show is Tuesday, December the 11th, so you need to get all your New Year travel in before the next show. Um, really quickly now, I'm going to take you to something a little bit more sobering, I'm afraid. It looks as though some Findoms are taking their kids on cash meets. I just going to let that sink in for a minute. Yeah, they're kids on cash meets. I don't think I should have to tell you how dangerous cash meets are to begin with. But to take your kids, that's a whole new level of stupid. So can we please stop with endangering your kids? You want to go out there and get your own ass whacked, that's fine. Yeah, on your own. But let's not fuck with the kids, okay? Seriously. I'll be right back. Hello, I am Enchantress Genevieve, and I am a hypnotic cosplayer. I specialize in finish, and I love a good mind. Funny. So, you can find me at the sign. Hello, this is in bed with Dr. Sue. This is Dr. Sue, actually. Who am I speaking with? Go ahead and indulge. Hello. I know you want to. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download, including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at 
Phone Sex Secrets. That's at Phone Sex Secrets. And her website is phonesexsecrets.info. Again, that's phonesexsecrets.info. Hello, I am Enchantress Genevieve, and I am a hypnotic cosplayer. I specialize in finish, and I love a good mind sucking. So, you can find me at the Siren Voice Goddess. Go ahead and indulge. I know you want to. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and Industry News to marketing, to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download, including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at Phone Sex Secrets. That's at Phone Sex Secrets. And her website is PhoneSexSecrets.info. Again, that's PhoneSexSecrets.info. Hi, it's Kimmy Kaboom here. Would you like to call or text me? How about if I told you I would give you $5 to get started? That's right. Sign up at textkimmy.com and get $5 to get started. You don't even have to use a credit card to get signed up. It doesn't get any easier than that. Wouldn't you love to see my naughty pics? I look forward to hearing from you. What up, world? This is the cock, K2Cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Go check out my new album, Spice Walker, at cockavelli.bandcamp.com. Okay, well, that was a giant clusterfuck. So I thought I would replay them only because it's only fair, because I totally screwed that up. Anywho, please patronize the folks who are kind enough to advertise on InBed and always tell them the doc sent you. Now, as always, I will get to calls and questions later in the show. And as I said at the top of the show, I have several really good questions that have been sent in by listeners. If you have a question, get in the queue now. The number to call is 657-383-0031. You can listen to the show while you wait. Or if you're having trouble hearing the show, that's another good way to listen in. Um, I get a ton of humiliation questions from submissives. Mostly along the lines of, why the hell do I like to be degraded? And it really is an odd little anomaly if you think about it. Why would anyone want to be told they're garbage? But 
Keep in mind this as well. I also do a ton of damage control and cleanup. Every single day, I deal with men who have been mentally broken by women and who now view themselves as worthless, a few who have even been suicidal. So the whole concept of submissive humiliation is an incredibly slippery slope and one that if it's not handled right can cause some serious mental damage. I can't stress that enough. Um, You notice I have a theme of referencing the Internet when it comes to these topics and kinks that I cover on the show. And that's because the Internet has done, in my opinion, irreparable damage to BDSM. And that's not just me being old school or just old. I can say that simply because I've been on both sides of the Internet, when we had it and when we didn't. And it's like watching what was once a beautiful art form become diluted and misinterpreted and in many cases downright dangerous. The Internet is a very wonderful yet dangerous thing. I tell people the Internet is like a giant library. And like a library, there's no one there to tell you if the book you're reading is factual or contains distorted information. Librarians don't vet the books in the library. It's not their job. And at this point, at, at the whole point of this U.S. First Amendment is the ability for me, like I'm free to write the book, you're free to read it and take from it what you want. Okay, so that's the whole basis of free speech. And, yeah, okay, the basis of a free and open society, the problem is now it can also be a giant bitch. And in the case of the Internet now, because, see, before, here's what would happen. To get a book published, you had to go to a publisher. Publisher, hopefully, nine out of ten times, would vet the book. So you knew that by the time the book got to print, it had probably gone through you know, some serious look at. But, not always true, but just saying. Now, with the Internet, because you can just start a website and just start blathering, you run into more problems because of this. And now you've got to figure the Internet has become not just a bitch, but a worldwide bitch. And really, when was the last time you vetted anything? Do you even know what the word means? If you don't, I suggest you look it up. Because everyone should be their own news agency and triple-check the information they're getting because, unfortunately, most of what you read and see and hear and watch is bullshit. But I digress. So what's happened because of the Internet yet again uh, is because Becky decides she'd be really good at humiliating boys. After all, she was a head cheerleader in high school and was already a bitch to basically everyone in school, making all their lives a living hell. So why not make a career of it? So our little Becky starts calling boys' names and charging them for it. Then her friends see what Becky's doing, and they decide they want to call boys' names and make money too. And you can see where I'm going here. But did Becky and her friends ever stop to learn their craft first? Oh, fuck no. Oh, 
I was great at it in high school. Isn't that good enough? I mean, God, it's not like you can get a PhD in being a bitch. And this isn't BDSM anyway. So now you got Becky out there creating clients for me to fix. Thank you, Becky. And not only doesn't have a clue what she's doing, but she also doesn't care or doesn't want to care about what she's doing to these men's psyches. After all, like, who's got time? I need my nails done and my extensions tightened. God. And we really can't put all the blame on Becky, even though she's a bitch. Nay, nay. There's all sorts of responsibility to pass out here. I'm like, Oprah, you've got responsibility, and you've got responsibility. (sighs) But you're not off the hook, Becky. So sit your skanky ass down and learn something. Let's start with the obvious question, okay? Why the hell would anyone want to be humiliated? And the answer to that lies in the complexities of the human mind, because each person who loves to be humiliated loves it for a different reason. Fetishes and kinks are fascinating because they're born pre-adolescence. So anywhere from, say, three, four, five years and up, and even though humiliation isn't a fetish or a kink, it will lay submissive seeds at that age that later can blossom into full-fledged fetishes. But why? Well, when we think of a human being, I want you to think of a human being as a beautiful tapestry, a stunning piece of art that is never the same twice, just like a snowflake. And in one of these tapestries, sexual submissiveness is woven in. Well, If we were to look at each strand of the wool of the tapestry very closely, we'd see that there are, in fact, a series of twisted threads coming together to make one strand. Like when you look at common yarn, when you untwist it, you're usually looking at three separate strands of yarn to make up one. So the finished yarn would be submissiveness. And then along with it would come the thread of humiliation twisted in with a few other individual things that make up that person. Then the submissiveness is woven into the tapestry. That is you. Ah. Anyways, humiliation, this is why I say humiliation is always a thread. In some way. It's usually, and unless you have, and we have a, a situation like this, which I will read to you later. Unless you have been, and I can't even say that because this doesn't even work 100%, but if you have been badly treated, in other words, really badly treated, really badly picked on, can go either way. You're either going to hate humiliation or you're really going to like it because, again, it planted that seed. So it's a really interesting way that the brain works. And I'll give you an example. Um, Let me see here. Okay, let's go back to our tapestry. It's easier. So so some people are going to have thicker thread than the others because they may want it more harshly than someone else. So why it's there is because it just goes hand in hand with submission for most. Okay? 
Remember, there's always exceptions to absolutely everything. So knowing that, we know that it's always going to be there in some form. So we know that the humiliation, this thread, accompanies most submissives. But let's look at another influence, and this is, this is the example I'm just talking about. Pop culture, okay? So let's say we have a little dude who's maybe six years old, and his brain synapses are being formed, as they do until you're around 22. And he's watching TV. And tonight it's so fucking awesome because his favorite shows are on. Woohoo! Batman and Peanuts. I'm going back. I realize I'm stretching. Sorry. I need a drink. So our little dude parks his ass in front of the TV and grabs a snack and gets all comfy under a blanket and watches his favorite shows. Seems innocent, doesn't it? Mom's probably in the kitchen doing the dishes. Dad's ass is parked in the lazy boy reading the paper after dinner. Oh, so suburban. And what does our little dude see while he's munching on Cheetos with his eyes riveted on the screen? Catwoman. Sexy, sultry Catwoman. Purring and glittering her skin-tight black jumpsuit. Manipulating Batman. Getting him to fall into situations he would never normally fall into. But how could he help himself when he's under the spell of this feline fatale? And this campy sexual teasing goes on for 30 minutes until Batman, once again, at the very end, regains his senses and banishes her back to her cat lair or whatever. Okay? Junior's mind is really spinning about what he just saw when his favorite show comes on. Peanuts. Okay, so he's spinning, he's thinking about Catwoman, Peanuts comes on. And let's say, okay, for the sake of argument, let's say it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown since that was just on, okay? So Junior's now worked up over Catwoman and her manipulation of Batman, but he doesn't quite understand why. The sexual connection isn't there for him yet, and that's a good thing. But he knows he likes what he saw. So now while he's still cramming cheesy poofs into his face, he watches Lucy, one of the first ultimate bitches. And what does Lucy do? She pulls the football out from Charlie Brown, and he lands on his ass just like she does every time to him. And she and her friends, if there are any around, laugh their asses off. Then she coaxes him into doing it again. I promise I won't move it. Just kick it again. And he does. And Lucy pulls it out. And Charlie Brown once again lands on his ass. So why does Charlie Brown go back for more? Our little dude watching the great pumpkin doesn't care. He's just thinking it's funny. Planted a seed right next to Catwoman. Now, as the show goes on, we have so many humiliating moments. I mean, seriously, with the Peanuts chicks, it's unreal. Charlie Brown, this is just this one Peanuts cartoon. Charlie Brown is our primary submissive male. He doesn't get invited to the Halloween party. 
And when he does go, Lucy and the other girls use the back of his head to design the jack-o'-lantern. Lucy, and if you notice, right after that scene, he turns really, really red and his ears are steaming, okay? So we know he's embarrassed, right? Um, Lucy constantly calls every male around her a blockhead, especially Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown gets nothing but rocks when he trick-or-treats. The girls are always laughing at him. It's a humiliation love fest. Hell, you even have Lucy as a, as a preemie fin dom with Schroeder. Okay, think about it. When she hangs on the piano, bats her eyes and says, and presents for pretty girls. So is it any surprise that Junior ends up with orange on the crotch of his jammies because he's rubbing himself absent-minded, absent-mindedly, it's not, he's not really thinking about it, underneath the blanket with his Cheeto fingers? And even if he doesn't, you know, even if he doesn't, even if he's not playing with himself, what happens is those seeds can be triggered later in Junior's life. It's like pouring water on them. Are we with it? I'm just going to check in with chat so far. Make sure. Are we with it, you guys? Are, we, are you with it here with me? So when we pour the water on them later, what does it do? It starts to bloom. It starts to bloom, right? And that's only two older, as I said, and way more obvious pop culture examples. It's no wonder our little dude might one day grow up to love women telling him he's a blockhead. What's really interesting about this, though, is that you can have a child sitting right next to our little junior. He can be looking at the same shows, looking at the same... Um, the same influences and nothing will happen to him and this was part of the reason why I got into this why I got into the psychology of it all because it has to be precisely when certain synapses are being formed and when you think about how random that is and how easily it couldn't happen it's fascinating how many people actually have all these kinks and fetishes when you think about how random it would be for the synapses to be formed right at that moment, yet the kid sitting next to him didn't do anything. So that's just pop culture influence. I mean, there's tons of societal influences, too, that can contribute to why the why of humiliation. But you see my point. Danielle Bed Becky is feeling pretty vindicated by her choice of domination specialties right about now. Hell, it's not her fault that this guy has been programmed to love being called names, so why not make a buck off it, right? But here's where the anvil falls. At what point does humiliation become bullying and detrimental to your health? And the answer to that is, as soon as you jump down the rabbit hole with either the wrong intent or the wrong person. Station break, i got to take a drink. <laughs> I'm very dry tonight. Is what happens when you don't have a guest and you have to keep blathering. Okay. So the answer to that, as I said, is as soon as you jump down the rabbit hole with either the wrong intent or the wrong person, and it's really easy to do both. The key to whether or not humiliation is going overboard is how it makes you feel afterwards. If you feel like shit, 
and believe everything you've just been told, you're going down to a dark place. And you need to disengage from this type of play. True, you listen to me very carefully, true DNS humiliation, when done right, is subtle. Oh, sure, you may hear beneath, like you may hear that you're beneath whomever you happen to be serving in the moment. But that would be the whole point of serving. You already know that. Call up a phone sex operator, for example, just to hear that you're a piece of garbage and that you don't deserve to live. Yes, that happens more than you know. You're on the wrong side. You're not in a good place. For example, I used to have a guy who would call me and want me to tell him to kill himself. I refused, obviously. And what I did was I tried to work on what the real what the real issue was because I know that there's no possible way that this is what he's that into. Turns out, he felt bad about the death of his grandfather. That he'd let him down when he died by not being there. So he used degradation as a form of self-flagellation. And I don't think you need a psychology degree to figure out that this isn't a good idea. And this is just my point with some, not all, of the women who specialize in this type of domination. They don't care to and don't bother to find out if the client can handle it. It's just about calling names and taking cash. Being told you are being told you're a loser is the worst thing you can do to your mind. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Being told you're a loser is the worst thing you can do to your mind. And to those of you women who are out there doing that, you suck. You suck at being a dom. It's too fucking easy to break someone psychologically by telling them over and over that they're worthless. And you are damaging people psychologically, and that's never cool. No one is worthless, and no one is a loser. And I am going to make another point right here and say another thing, and I've said this before. I've said it on Twitter. I don't allow losers to serve me. Why would I want a loser around me? It makes no sense. I only want men who are proud of who they are. Not a loser. So if a guy calls me up and says, I want you to you know, basically say I'm a loser, I won't do it. And that was what I meant when I was on Twitter the one day and I said there will always be bottom feeders for bottom feeders. Because there will always be a bitch who will. But that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it healthy. And in fact, you're doing damage. And do I have to point out that everywhere on this globe, this is not an issue that is strictly, once again, not an issue that is just North American. This is globally. We have a mental health crisis. That's why you're seeing the things that you're seeing more than anything. I ask you to sit down before you do this, whether you're submissive or dominant, and ask yourself, am I contributing to this problem or am I helping? 
Because every person on this planet, even Trump, yeah, you hear me, is a beautiful, viable being who deserves to be here and experience the joy of life. We're not here to be beaten down. And contrary to popular belief, domination is not about being a bitch. I hear that over and over. I'm a bitch. I'd be a great dom. No, actually, you wouldn't. If that's what you think being a dom is, you go play with Becky and her friends at the beach and let the big girls do it right. I've heard some ridiculous shit before, but this one's great. Alpha males come to me to be taken down a notch. What? I'm sorry, but that's the most hysterically stupid thing I've ever heard. You're not speaking with an alpha male. If he wants to be berated and degraded, my friend, you are speaking to someone who in that moment is submissive. Remember the sliding scale I always harp about? We are all dominant and submissive, but it falls on a sliding scale depending on your feelings, circumstances, people involved. I'm sure you may live more on one end or the other. But I always say to submissive men who say, no, I'm 100% submissive. Really? If I put a gun to your dog's head and said I'm going to blow his fucking brains out, are you still going to be submissive? I say dog, I don't say people just because some people don't like people. (laughs) But everybody likes puppies. But seriously. So don't, you're never 100% one way or the other, so don't go down that road. I'm doing a service to people. And in answer to the question, is it actually, can humiliation actually be good for my self-esteem? Nay, nay. That's a pile of crap, too. So you got to remember that many men are alphas all day long, and when they get home, they want to just forget about the responsibility. But make no mistake, in that moment that they come to you for humiliation, they are submissive. So this whole excuse of I only talk to alpha males who want to be knocked down a peg is just you making an excuse to yourself for what you're engaging in. If humiliation is your only bag, you need to sit down and ask yourself why. And if it falls into any category of you beating yourself up in any way, stop engaging in humiliation because you're on the wrong road. As I said, humiliation will always be a thread in submission, but as I said earlier, it should be subtle, not in your face. So let me give you an example. Chastity key holder. You and your wife are playing chastity key holder. She's got her key around her, your key around her neck. And I do this example a lot. You're out at a party. Does she have to yell across the room, yo, bitch? (laughs) No. All she has to do is look across the room at you and play with that key around her neck. No words are ever spoken, and the humiliation is there. Fuck, simply pointing to the floor and saying nothing. He knows he has to kneel. That's a goddamn strong statement. I was talking to a gentleman today, as a matter of fact, and we were discussing the show, and he said his former girlfriend um, before, she would go out and get laid by bigger dicks, 
and would grab his junk before she left, look at him and say, this right here is why I'm going out right now. That's it. Nothing more. And she walks out the door and winks at him as she's getting in the car. Now, does she have to stand there and tell him his dick is worthless? No. He gets it on a submissive level, not a shitty self-esteem level. I know many ladies who choke when it comes to doling out the humiliation. You want to know why you choke? Because it's not sitting well with you on some level. So here's a tip. If you want to get good at humiliation that doesn't fuck with someone's self-esteem, learn to speak the truth. There is so much humiliation in truth, it's a fucking gold mine. Um, Let's see. Here's a great example of simple humiliation that isn't mean. I told Angela I was going, Angela St. Lawrence, I was going to talk about her tonight. I bow to the iconic Angela St. Lawrence, who, I'll be totally honest, has been having a fucking blast promoting the show and coming up with hysterically funny, humiliating tweets. They're not mean, but they make a point. Try this, for example. Try this on. Ready, Ange? (sighs) This is so good. Pull your subpar faculties away from Tumblr and Pornhub. Tuck your little minnow back into your Spider-Man underwear, and for once in your paltry life, do what you're told. Now, to some people, they might look at that and go, well, that's really harsh. But it's not. Everything she said was true. We know you're drifting away on Tumblr and Pornhub, whacking away, wasting your time. You know you're doing it. But does she come out and scream, you fucking suck, you're a loser who just beats his dick all day. Why don't you get a real job, you ugly piece of shit? Or something along those lines? No. The difference is in the subtlety. Humiliation should never be the main goal. It should be a secondary humiliation. You should be able to use the other kink to just pull it in. Just slightly. It doesn't need to be in your face. Humiliation should be like the whipped cream on a sundae or the cherry on the sundae. It shouldn't be the ice cream and the bananas. Naima, another good one at humiliation without having to shout names. Everything she does is humiliation. But you'd never view it that way. Listen to her ad. You know I love that ad. All she's doing is what? Telling the truth. And I'd love to say you boys are off the hook in all this, but sorry, boys. But uh, while Becky and her bubble-headed friends are burning on the beach being basic bitches... You boys are so busy staring at Becky and fondling your phallus that you never bothered to check out Becky beyond your dick. And that falls squarely on you. If all you want to hear is someone shouting at you that you're a loser, you need a psychiatrist, not a dominatrix. But if it's just thread, you'll get the humiliation along with your other play. This is your mind we're talking about here. You don't fuck with your mind, gentlemen. Understand, being told endlessly that you're worthless creates what? A belief. And what is a belief? 
A belief is simply something we think over and over until we think it's true. But that doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it fact. Once your mind grabs a hold of a negative thought, what does it do? Well, I can tell you, we all know what it does. And according to quantum physics, your negative thought then creates another one. And another one. Because whether you like it or believe it or not, the law of attraction is real. And your mind will search for evidence to back up that thought. It's what you pay it to do. That's why your thoughts are so important. So if you're told over and over and over again that you're a loser, guess what? Your mind starts to believe it. And after a while, it'll give you supporting evidence until you're so far down that rabbit hole that you can't see light. And don't tell me that none of you have felt this because every person on this earth has felt that. It's easier to believe the shitty stuff about ourselves than it is to believe the good stuff. It's a shame, but it's true. We have become a society where being happy makes you a freak. Where saying, I feel great, makes people wonder what the fuck you're snorting. I tell people I have a fantastic life. And I'll tell you what, they get visibly pissed with me. Misery loves company. And most humans are miserable. Why would you want to add more misery into your life? It's hard enough to keep your demons at bay. Why are you creating more? So, gentlemen, I implore you, look inside yourselves and see the reasons why you like to be humiliated. And make sure they're not negative. Make sure they're not attached to something else thing that happened to you in the past. Make sure that you're not doing something to beat yourselves up. And ladies, you need to look inside yourselves too. If you base your whole domination model on being a snotty bitch, what are you going to do when you're 45 and you're no longer a cheerleader? Because <laughs> the snotty cheerleader shit gets old fast. Humiliation will always be a part of good BDSM, but only when it's done right. Okay. That's the end. I'm off my soapbox. Aren't you guys really happy about that? Yay! Okay. Now, I know some of you are waiting in the queue to ask your questions, and we'll get to you. I promise I want to answer these questions that the listeners took the time to write in first. If you're waiting to call in or you're wanting to call in, now's the time. 657-383-0031. What do you think? What do you do? Humiliation? Are you a dom who does humiliation? Call me. If you think I'm full of shit, tell me. I don't care. But we're going to move on to these questiones, and I'm going to have a drink of water again. I love water. Okay. This one I thought I'd start off with. This is from Russ. And first of all, Russ, congratulations to you and your wife on the amazing work you guys are doing. They're playing, they're playing cuckold. Anyways, um... He said, and, and, and I've already said this, and, and he's kind of backing this up, is, humili- is it humiliation or is it truth? And I guess the truth can be humiliating, of course. And I find it an extreme turn-on to hear the truth. See? Such as, his cock is twice the size of my dick. He's giving her the first orgasms from intercourse she's ever had or that he touches her in places in ways 
I never will be able to and mucho more. So do you see how you know, in another, I keep using cuckold just because it's most of what I do. It's as simple as when you look, like, this is such a, okay, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. My husband slash boyfriend doesn't like humiliation at all because he was one of the ones that was badly hurt. So I don't engage in that with him because I'm not big on it anyways. But it doesn't mean he doesn't get humiliation in the room. It just means that I'm not going to stand there and berate him. All I have to do is you can compare penises. You can, fuck, as soon as you say, suck him and get him hard for me, do you really think you're not going to feel humiliated in that moment, sucking another guy's dick so that it can fuck your wife? You don't have to say a damn thing. So try and look for the truth in things. And that's where you're going to find more humiliation that's just a lot simpler to grasp at. Jewish June Cleaver, we love you, darling. She wrote in and said, I think it's amazing when I get calls from guys with small penis humiliation, and then they admit to me they actually have normal or large-sized penises. That happens, too. Like I said, everybody's this wonderful tapestry. So don't, don't ever think that it's just small penis guys that do this. It's not. It's all comes to all different shapes and sizes. Shelly K eighteen wrote in and this is this is, we've got some examples of some negative stuff and I think it's good. Humiliation and submission play are always something personal and taken out of context is upsetting. I had a very humiliating end of a relationship where after two years of okay sex, great for me, the pig I didn't write that, he did. She wanted a buffer, something so I wouldn't go so deep. And instead of self-control, I suggested donut pillows or other tools. Until I suggested she enjoy a friend I knew to be smaller. Okay, think about that. This is a total opposite situation. You grasp that, okay? Shelly, his dick is too big. It's too long. That was the point of the donut pillows, to try and give, you know, some more space. Because having a huge dick just as annoying as having a small one. Because most of the time when you start getting into the, you know, 10s, 11s, and 12s, women are going to look at you and go, no way, get that thing away from me. So, okay, so he said, so he gets, check this out. Okay, so he gets his friend who he knew was smaller than him. And he's married, but he was up for it, and it ended badly. A day after these two shared a non-sexual, intimate night together, she broke up with me, but made a deal with me. She'd come over with him, use my bed, and I'd cook them dinner. I would be respectful and take her verbal abuse. Key word in that is abuse. Nothing should ever be abuse. As part of showing him she dominated me. Before this, she'd never say anything negative towards me, at least not like this. I was able to accept it for a couple of weeks and even traded some other special limits to be allowed to watch. But they started publicly being this way. Publicly. Nice. And my friends and family helped me leave. I kind of regret that because I miss it, and I get that too. 
And I know things went downhill for those two since they couldn't be using me and my house as their buffer. And he also says he's also joined in his teens. He's joined couples as a sexual surrogate while the husband went to work, usually the husband's idea. But that would only last until she wanted us in a threesome. Then the reality of it broke the spell, and they wouldn't contact him again. So these are two examples, he writes, these are two examples of humiliation damaging relationships and the context and discretion being only a temporary situation. It makes it difficult to be who I enjoy being. And, and this also comes up with a different one, with a different issue, and that is, do our large-penised males submissive? Of course they are. Some are, some aren't. It usually, and I will say, the pattern is that we tend to move towards the smaller the penis, the more submissive the male. But again, like I said, there's anomalies. There's, there's exceptions to absolutely every rule. So thank you, Shelly K18, for writing that in. We really appreciate that. We, me. I always say we. I don't know why. Okay, Polly. Hi, Polly. Polly was who I was talking to as, as I was interrupted in talking over Genevieve's commercial there. Polly wrote in and said, I really think facial humiliation does it for me in particular. Unmasking, feet in the face, pie in the face. Overall, I do have rather low self-esteem. Yes, you do, Polly. And I do wonder if this is unhealthy for my sanity. Yes. You have to be very careful, Polly. You are a perfect example of someone who needs to tread very, very carefully. (laughs) He's in the chat room going, that's me. You need to tread very, very carefully. When you know you have a low self-esteem and you know that you teeter on the edge of depression, thing you want to be called as a loser. Now, pie in the face, feet in the face, that kind of thing, that's not the same thing as bad humiliation. So the things that you're enjoying aren't really that bad as far as humiliation goes. But you, because of the fact that you already have the low self-esteem, need to be more careful of who you're playing with so that you don't end up making that worse. So you are a classic example of someone who needs to be very careful. Thank you, Paulie. Oh, and then we have one here from Sissy Baby Chrissy. I am a sissy baby girl. It isn't a plaything for me. It is who I am at my core, despite how others may see me. Despite being able to accept that this is my core identity, I still find it titillating to be told that I'm not a man, and despite my outward appearance, I need women to baby and feminize me. If I accept who I am, why does this affect me so? Shouldn't it just be a normal extension of who I am? I don't care for harsh humiliation, but this does send me to little space in a flash and exaggerates my sense of submission and humiliation. Again, there's that thread. So I wouldn't say, like in this case, classic example. So I happen to know Sissy Baby Chrissy. And yes, this is honestly the core who she is. And for me to say, I I can tell you for a fact that Chrissy, I know, is she not? Lilith just said Sissy Baby Chrissy. She's such a sweetheart. Chrissy is such a, she really is. She's a joy. 
Um, I'm glad that you're playing with her too, Lilith, because I know she's in good hands. Um, it's with Sissy Baby Chrissy, it is the core of who she is. But there's always going to be also a thread of sexuality in with that. So this is where all these threads come into play. So although it's not really a sexual thing for her, because it really isn't, it also is. So that's where that thread again is coming in where it's like, ah, but you're not really a man. You're really just a little girl. And sometimes when we hear that, we go, ooh, because again, what did I just say? The truth. Truth is exactly what you need to use for the humiliation. You don't have to shout it. You simply discuss it. One of my best-selling little audios, one of my tiny audios, is the truth about penis humiliation. The truth about penis size. And at the beginning, I actually have two. At the beginning, I say point blank, Although this is going to come off as humiliating, I'm not doing this for humiliation reasons. But I know you're going to get off on it. I'm telling you the truth. And that's the basis of that audio. Just telling you the truth. So in, in Sissy Baby Chrissy's um, situation, it's in that situation, it's not so much the threat of humiliation. It's, it's kind of it's a problem with ABDL, adult baby diaper lovers. Okay. When you're getting into littles, it gets more complicated psychologically because not all littles are sexualized as far as their play is concerned. Many of them are doing it for nurturing reasons. So again, you've got to feel these people out. And some of the littles like corporal punishment. So you see, it's, Again, feel your client out. And for God's sakes, don't just start shouting at them. So, Chrissy, you, I'm telling you, you are fine, darling. You know you're fine. You're fantastic. We love you, Chrissy. Okay, last one. This one I think is probably one of the most important. Um, it's from David. I'm not going to say who David is, although we all know who David is. And now you're going to go, oh, I know who David is. I'm not going to tell you. Only because this is a very revealing and very honest and pretty exposing story. So I don't want to draw attention to David that way. Anyways, um, and he's not awake for the show. So he starts off by saying, it's interesting that you start off saying that when it comes to fetish and submission, humiliation is a given, since it can be a controversial thing and is definitely not on my list of things I enjoy at all. In fact, it's sort of a limit with me, same as it is with my husband. I spent my youth and much of my early adulthood depressed. It became borderline suicidal. I know what it feels like to have no self-esteem and to think very poorly of myself. It's not a feeling I ever want to experience again. That may seem odd, given my love of femdom and bondage fetishes, coupled with a strong foot and footwear fetish, since many people consider those things to be humiliating unto themselves. But if it is just who you are and what you like, there is no humiliation involved. We don't choose our fetishes. Absolutely right. 
and they don't always come with humiliation for that person. So, David, when we, when we pull this away right here, we wouldn't do humiliation on David in any way, shape, or form. But that's up to you to find as a dom and up to you as a sub to relay that to that person. Because there are many other ways to play, as we all know. Being verbally, he goes on, being um, verbally berated is an entirely other thing. I won't engage in play that may have negative consequences affecting the relationship between my mistress and myself. And I know his mistress, she's lovely. If we're filming, some of that is bound to slip in. But it's understood to not go too far with it because depression is like alcoholism in that it never really gets cured, just brought under control. Amen, David. Recovering alcoholics limit their being around alcohol in social settings, just as I limit my verbal abuse as much as possible. I'm very lucky to have found that if this is expressed respectfully, it is not considered unreasonable as a limit for play. Of course not. If a dom is unable or unwilling to limit or exclude humiliation in play, then we are just not a good match, and that's fine. Doms all have their styles, just as subs do. Seeing each other is paramount, regardless of the sort of play in which people choose to engage. Amen. Amen, David. That was so unbelievably well said. Thank you for saying it. Seriously. Um, we are going to pop over. Let's have a look here. Oh, Billy, Bill, Bill. Our William is here. Our wee Willie. Wee Willie. <laughs> the pastor himself. The perverted pastor himself. So, wee Willie, our Sir Beast, what y'all got to say? Well, I understand that some people like humiliation, some don't. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's see what it'll do for me. I actually okay. had somebody that decided to go full Monty, try everything possible. The only thing it started me doing was laughing hysterically. Because mm-hmm. she was pointing out all my flaws. I'm like, yeah, I already know that. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, wait, because... back up, back up. You've got to tell people, you are primarily a dom. Yeah. So you're probably not going to be as affected by it. Well, that and I have my own, I look at my own body and go, yeah, that needs a hell of a lot of work. That needs work. And I still am trying to figure out how I got that woman to orgasm, you know. (laughs) And the thing is, I am my own worst enemy. Nothing. And I mean, literally, I'm my... When it comes to humiliation, I have, like, titan plate on me right. when it comes to that. It's like, all you're going to do is get me laughing. And this one dom goes, oh, no, I hate it when you just laugh. If I try to humiliate you, you it's like, I'm going to have fun with it one way or another. Even when I had my accident, I made goofy damn pictures making it look like I was over-exaggerating. I wasn't. I was in a lot of pain, but I was like, okay. It was a stupid accident. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. 
try to humiliate me about having an accident. I'll look at you and go, yeah, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the thing. I mean, so you see how there's different yeah. personalities and how you have to be able to know yourself before you engage in this stuff. So in this case, okay, oh, yeah. you engage in humiliation and it becomes, you know, a comedy fest. Oh, yeah. And if I if I was doing that early learning BDSM and they tried to do that to me, I'd still probably be laughing going, yep, okay. <laughs> but again, that's <laughs> me. And I know that. Because... There you go. Naturally, we are our own worst enemies. We really are. We really, really are. And that's why we have to be very, very careful with the thoughts that we have. We have to be careful with all of it. Like, you've got to be very, very careful with your thoughts. <laughs> Domination and submission has nothing to do with that. you just got to be careful. Oh, yeah. And, and people uh, look at me and go, why are you so weird? I'm like, I just am. Why are I don't weird? mention. I don't, well, how my, are you weird? I don't see that you're weird. Well, growing up, basically around let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six women, full oh. adult women, you know, mm-hmm. all related to each other, and you know how sisters can get catty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also the only male in the house when they're all there mm-hmm. at six years old. I was the first six-year-old to have a running tab at a pharmacy. Because for what? That many women, they start their cycles start coming close together. Mhm. Yeah, they think. I would run down to the pharmacy, <laughs> going, "We're out of everything. Da, 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 da. Just give me the re- give me the usuals," and run back because all I'd hear was, "We're out of coming out of the bathroom." I'm like, if I don't make sure that we have something here in like five minutes, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> something such as what? My doll or tampons? Probably both. And I was six years old, and I was looking at guys who were real embarrassed getting it for their spouses. I'm like, dude, I got six women at my place. You got nothing. <laughs> So I but grew see, up even back then. Yeah. Yeah. Even so. back then, there you were. <sighs> Always with the women. Always with the women with you. <laughs> hey. Seriously. When you grow up around them, so you know. There you go. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, believe it or not. Believe it or not, we don't have any other callers. I do have someone listening in, but he's just listening on hold. So we don't have anything else. Do you, do you want to say anything else, Bill? Uh, no, just still working on the stories. I'll let you all know when uh, they're finished to be you know, edited. The Selfage and the Institute are coming alive, people. Yeah. I'm still working on the character story, so. (laughs) All righty. You have a good night, Doc. Bye. Bye. Anyways, yeah. So, 
that's my take on humiliation. You can agree. You can disagree. That's cool. Um, what? Hold on. I'm, che- <laughs> I'm checking the chat room. Kind of grumpy. Is that my Naima? Say it's Naima. Naima and I trade boys back and forth. That's why. <laughs> so hopefully she'll say if it's her. I think it's her. Anyways, hi, Naima. Everybody's just been listening intently. I'm checking to see if there was any questions. I'm not seeing any questions, guys. Do-do-do. So, see, that was easy. Everybody just wanted to listen in. God. Yay. Hi, Naima. It is Naima. Kind of grumpy. That's just because you're sitting in a sock monkey pair of pajamas and that's it ah! anyways I want to thank everyone who called in tonight of course Sir Beast and there was someone else even though they're listening in um, and of course all my buddies in the chat room we've got D-Way Beast Fan we've got Faith O'Shea we've got Thomas we've got obviously Naima we've got Lilith we've got Polly we've got Angela it's just a love fest in here as I said on the last show, um, I've taken all my work back, and I will no longer be writing for any other publications or media outlets. So if you want the doc, there's only two places you can find me, the com or in bed with com. Now, because of this, the review has over 13 articles that were just put on there, all about cuckolding that you may not have seen. And that includes, I just put up a three-part series on how to tell your wife you're interested in cuckolding. It's not as easy as you think, as I'm sure you know. Plus, even more than that, there are some recent articles that I have up there, including Death by Dom and the top six reasons cuckolding can kill your relationship. So head to thedrsuereview.com and catch up on your reading. Also, while you're there, I've released two new audios. The Institute, as we were just discussing, the Wall of Laughter, which in this case is a tickle torture extravaganza that introduces you to the Institute, which will be making more appearances soon with other fetishes. Also, Payback, Your Mind is Mine. It's an erotic hypnosis audio geared towards you boys who wanted me more mean. Well, you got it. Be careful what you ask for. You get to pay the price for the evil deeds that all men have done through the centuries in my dungeon. Or maybe... You'll serve your queen and get a nice, juicy orgasm. The choice is yours. Or is it? Both are available on the review. And you can get them through Nightfoot or on Gumroad. If you need to talk to me about any issues you might be having, remember I am available exclusively on Nightfoot for therapy sessions. Also, the next show, as I said, will be December the, be December the 11th. Um, It's the year-end wrap-up show that is entirely yours, you guys, entirely yours. I'll be catching you up on some guests who have appeared on the show, but more importantly, I'll be answering all your questions, any question. This is opening up the phone lines. You can talk about anything. You can bitch about anything. You can say whatever you want to say. You can call in and wish your kinky friends a happy holiday. You can tell us what you plan to do in 2019. This is your show, just like we did with the Sex Worker Show. So as I said, the lines are going to be wide open, so join me on December the 11th for the year-end wrap-up show right here on InBed. Until then, though, be safe. Have a very happy Thanksgiving for those of you in the States, but most of all, you guys, be happy. Good evening.